Alaskan Journey podcast. My name is Jamin Gerker. I'm a real estate broker in the state of Alaska, and my mission is to help you to build an intentional and significant legacy for yourself and your family by coaching you in real estate. And today, we're going to be talking with um, with a colleague and friend of mine who's actually lived in Seward, Alaska. And for those of you who are looking at moving up here, you'll find out pretty quickly. Seward is definitely a small town, and it's um, yeah, it uh, definitely kind of. Um, marches to its own tune is uh, really what you're going to find out pretty quick. So um, Heather is going to be talking about that. So Heather, thank you for joining us. You're welcome. All right. So let's let's go ahead and just jump in here. So how long did you live in Seward? I lived in Seward for almost three years. Uh, owned a house there right in the middle of town on 5th, um, walking distance from the post office. Um, most people didn't have mailboxes, so we had to walk down to the post office to get our mail. Or we could drive, but kind of seemed silly to get in the car for that. But, yeah, right in the heart of it. And I bet that house is probably worth, like, probably a million bucks at this point. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I wish. So when we purchased it, it was a little rough. Um, we did remodel quite a bit of it, um, and it did sell for significantly over what we purchased it for. Uh, we did have a view of the mountains from our bedroom and then from the living area and the kitchen. We had a view of the inlet and more mountains because it's totally surrounded by mountains everywhere. So it was beautiful. Um, it was a condo, um, but still sold very quickly <laughs> when we listed it. Oh, wow. I didn't know there were any condos down in Seward. It's just, um, it's like a four, it was like really one of the only ones down there everything else well Seward's kind of unique in that we had this pretty new construction for it was a fourplex essentially and then right next door there is a cute little trailer uh loved the owner she was really cool but you know houses you have new and old just kind of all co-mingling in the same it's yeah it's unique (laughs) yeah I mean the thing about Seward too like there really hasn't been a whole lot of new construction going on there in the previous decades so a lot of the houses are going to be uh, pre-1964 if I recall correctly yeah Um, so would you like to talk a little bit as to why that might be I actually don't know um, other than there's just not a whole lot of property in town Um, and I don't they don't have a ton of new markets, like job market, I think. Probably, I mean, you've got Coast Guard. Um, obviously, you have some fishing there. But there's not a whole lot of, like, big industries other than tourism coming in. So I there, I don't think there's been a really big need for a whole lot of new housing there. There is now. <laughs> yeah. There absolutely is now. Um but this, I lived there um, 10 years ago, and it was fairly, I mean, it's not super populated, but I mean, it's still a little bit of a challenge. We actually started initially looking for a place to rent, but that wasn't available. So I guess it was a little bit back then, too, needed <laughs> maybe a couple new constructions, but yeah, it okay. wasn't as intense as it is now. Yeah, I mean, really right now, for those of you who've you know, maybe you're not here and you've never really been to Seward before. Really, the issue is that 
you have kind of a smaller housing market there, which real quick, um, how many people approximately live in Seward? That I don't know. <laughs> okay. Last time I looked at it, I think it was around like seven to like maybe 8,000. So not a, not a whole lot of people to begin with, but that population just explodes overnight. Oh, <laughs> All absolutely. the tourism. <laughs> yeah, I did um, also live in Homer, and that was one of the things that happened there as well. Um, you're, uh, you're just kind of going straight <laughs> to these tourist hot hubs. Okay, I have lived in uh, Anchorage and Palmer as well. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I do have some normal Alaska areas, but uh, when we when I lived in Homer, um, the same thing. Wintertime, really small population. Summertime, tripled. And there would be nothing on the shelves <laughs> at the grocery store and I mean it was it was pretty similar in Seward but I think it's not as big of an explosion but it definitely in the summertime you've got people coming down to camp there's campgrounds there and just lots more people in town yeah yeah I mean tourism is probably like the most oh like 100%. by far yep. like the most important thing like I've been down there around like the Christmas time frame and you might have one or two restaurants that are open. Right, right. Everything shuts down. There was a really good uh, burrito place called Railway Cantina. I don't know if they're still open, but um, in the wintertime, nope. They're, nope. And then Woody's um, is a Thai restaurant. Really, really good. Um, I thought I saw they sold that. It's possible. Okay. <laughs> it's totally possible. They were actually, um, of the four units, they were one of our neighbors, the owners of that one. They were really, really cool. The food was fantastic, but. That's uh, that's kind of the small town right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But, yeah, as far as um, but tourism, I mean, you've even got, like, the cruise ships coming in. Um, it's funny. You have this tiny little town, and then you have this hotel that's parked on the water, and. Yeah, it's fun. People are usually pretty cool that are coming in. So. Yeah, because I mean they're kind of in vacation mode. So. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yep. Do have that going for you. Okay, so we've got tourism. Uh, they did have, or did they do have the hospital over there? So I mean that's that's another thing. But like really, the housing is is kind of the Achilles' heel. Just talking with a lot of people mm -hmm. who have um, recently tried to to move over there. Um, I mean, one thing I can certainly say for the housing, uh, you'll notice a lot of the uh, building kind of stopped around 64. And I have a theory, a lot of that probably has to do with uh, the earthquake and then the tsunami that just wiped out. Mm -hmm. You can still see some of the old pier um, that used to be closer to the Sea Life Center. Right. You can still, still see that in the ocean. Right, right. And... Um, for the listeners, I'm sure Heather's aware of this, but for the, mm -hmm. <laughs> we, uh, Seward used to really kind of be an epicenter for a lot of the, the canning, kind of the fishing industry, because you have the access right there to the uh, to all the fishing grounds right there from Seward, and it was a good docking area, so they had a lot of uh, the processing. I think they had like a lot to do with oil, like right there on the docks too, if I recall correctly. But the uh, tsunami went through, and I mean, it just completely obliterated big parts of that um, of that uh, that waterfront economy that was going on there. 
and um, really going to change the entire trajectory and history of the entire town because you look at it like today <clears throat> and you'll see like uh, like little campgrounds you can go rent out for like a couple bucks a night or something like that but no houses right there on the mm-hmm. ocean right and I, I suspect that's probably has something to do with it yeah and actually um if you do visit or move there they have a really cute library and um inside their library there's, there's a tiny museum that kind of goes over some of the history of Seward and um, some of that that you were talking about. Um, There's some historical buildings downtown too that are supposedly haunted but (laughs) I've never seen a ghost so I don't know. Neither confirm nor deny. Yep but um, yeah that's a pretty cool thing to check out while you're there and another thing too is um, the railroad. Um, I mean that's mostly just a tourist thing now um, the Alaska Railroad but Um, they actually, I believe, um, the old depot is also near where that pier was. Um, it's been turned into a restaurant, which is, um, really cute, but yeah, that's a thing too. Yeah. Did you meet anyone that like went through the 64 earthquake and all of that? Because I know there are like a couple people who are still there and have that memory. Um, I don't think so. If they did, um... We were members at the American Legion. We probably would have run into some of them, but nobody ever talked about it. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of like going to New York and talking about nine eleven. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't think it's, it's not really a. It doesn't come up a lot. Well, a lot of things they talked about were uh, their time spent overseas. So the older people that we knew there. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, that's something I noticed too, because I went and just checked out the um, like the, the cemetery while I was there, and uh, that's one thing I was noticing. You certainly do have a lot of veterans there, mm-hmm. yep. and uh, you um, <clears throat> you're walking around, and you do see like all these piles of coins on on the grave sites as well. Which, uh, for those of you who uh, might not be you know veteran or uh, really know a whole lot about that, so. Uh, how it works uh, you have like a specific type of coin you can put on a headstone to indicate like what your relationship was with that particular person like if you served in the same war you put down a nickel if you uh, were fought right alongside them you put down like a quarter or something like that like if you're a veteran too penny something like that but yeah you kind of go through that uh, grave over in Seward you do see quite a few quite a few coins everywhere yeah, there is actually a really cool campground military resort that, um, I mean, it's, it's for veterans and current military people. Um, they can rent that out, have their family stay there with them. It's a really cool uh, campground. Um, yeah, that's something that's pretty cool to check out, if you can, if you have access yeah, exactly don't don't just uh <laughs> yeah yeah you gotta wire cut your way in there <laughs> yep. not allowed to do that yeah absolutely so what are some things about Seward that you would say a whole lot of people might not expect or be aware of oh gosh um well if you're coming from out of Alaska you might not be aware that small communities like that really are communities. Um, When you need help, 
there are so many people that are willing to just jump in and assist. Um, it's pretty tight knit. Um, I think that's true for a lot of places in Alaska, but if you're coming from outside, um, that's something that you may not be aware of. Um, is the, uh, okay, is the, I guess almost the cost of entry, like does it, how long does it take to like become part of a tribe? Okay, so I don't know how it is for everybody, but um, we were there because my ex-husband was stationed in the Coast Guard. So that, um, the Coast Guard's a pretty big part of the community. Um, when I was there, they hosted um, like a haunted house. It was really cute. We volunteered with that. Um, being a part of the American Legion, again, that was a pretty big part of the community too. Um, so I think it may be how you enter the community that might you know, uh, get you in there. I mean, I don't know how to even say that, but um, we were, <laughs> it was easy for us because we kind of already had an established community that already existed there um, in the Coast Guard or with the Coast Guard. So I don't know how it is for maybe somebody moving from out of state. Um, it might take a little bit longer, <laughs> but if you are a contributing member to society, if, <laughs> I'm sure you are probably welcome. <laughs> Just uh, don't come with a bad attitude and um, aggressive opinions, I guess. <laughs> Just be careful with those. Yeah, I think that's, that's probably about the best advice you're going to get because, I mean, I've spoken with people who have like moved to places like Homer and it's kind of the same deal where yes you can get integrated and become part of the tribe but there certainly is kind of a, a little bit of a time period where mm -hmm. yeah you're not going to get there in day one be part of the tribe it'll be nice but yeah I mean, agree with that doesn't mean you're one of us <laughs> <laughs> like you're here you live here but you kind of have to learn the rules and they're not super intense just you know stay on your own property and just be kind <laughs> that's really helpful I think that's true for most places though so yeah try yeah. not to stir the pot a whole lot because it's not gonna be welcome <laughs> not really so what are some some things that you liked about Seward uh, when I lived there um, it's actually uh, warmer, I think, than Anchorage and the valley. Um, there was a little bit more rain. Um, again, the people, that mm. was a huge one. I loved the friends that I had there. Um, it definitely has a small town feel where, you know, it feels safe. Um, you can walk outside at night and not feel like you're going to get mugged. <laughs> um, yeah, it, um, those definitely, just some of the, the playgrounds are fun and being able to just walk to the ocean in five minutes. Um, and the beaches, if you're not from here, are not sandy. <laughs> they're rocky and they're uh, dirty. 
it's yeah yeah but. you're you're not going to be showing yeah don't uh, save your aloha vibes they're yeah. not going to be they're going to be wasted on the alaskan beaches <laughs> yeah it's um there is a really beautiful trail that you can walk along the beach um i love that um honestly anywhere that has the ocean is a big win for me but yeah that was those are definitely some of my favorite things um just being able to go down to the ocean anytime yeah. Have you gone to Kodiak before? I've not, okay. but I've heard it is incredible, and they actually do have sandy beaches. <laughs> yes, they do. I think it's the uh, the Surfer Beach. Like I, you know, took like a five day trip there, which I found out if it's out of season, Kodiak is like a two, maybe three day town max. Five days is really stretching it. <laughs> and um, there was more Netflix on that trip than I would care to admit. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> But I went over to the to the surfers beach, and uh, I was like, "This is like the first actual like sandy beach I've seen in Alaska, where it's not like every other step is like on rock or, or right. something rusted out." So, <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, one of the things that I really enjoy about going to the beach <laughs> because it's not tanning here, and it's also not getting in the ocean if you're wanting to really cool off we don't have that many hot days um go ahead and get in but i will not be joining you um but uh finding sea glass which is really cool but i've heard it's um really great in kodiak but it's also you know you can find it along the beach in seward too um if you don't see glasses it's just discarded glass that has been smoothed over by the rocks and the waves and the sand in the ocean and you find it's like a little treasure. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's not everybody's cup of tea, but I love it. It's the simple things. Yep. Um, there are also a lot of uh, hiking trails in Seward. Um, and then obviously the the run that they do on the 4th of July. Oh, yeah, Mount Marathon. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's pretty big. One of the things that was nice about um, living in Seward during the 4th of July was that we could leave our car in our own driveway and walk to all of the activities because finding parking in this tiny town when half the population of Alaska has decided to visit is very difficult. Yeah, really to, to say the least. <laughs> yeah, that, that is one downside. Um, obviously in the wintertime, plenty of parking. Um, in the summertime, if you can walk somewhere, I would highly recommend that. Because, I mean, the whole town is about a mile long. So, I mean, even if you're at the train depot and you're walking to the Sea Life Center, it's not that far. And we used to do it. When I worked on the train, we would get there at around uh, 11 in the morning. And we'd just hang out around town and visit some of the little shops and restaurants. And then we would walk there. We didn't have a car. We took the train there. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I've, uh, I've done that before, so it's very doable. Yep. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. So when you go, well, I guess real quick, do you go back and, like, visit sometimes, or is it kind of a been there, done that kind no, of No, it's definitely not a been there, done that. Um, I went last year for Mother's Day. We went and um, we just hung out. Like, we didn't have any agenda. We just went down there. Um went and got coffee at resurrection art coffee shop it's delicious and 
You know, we talked about it the other day. It's a little church that's been converted into an art slash coffee shop. It's really cute. One of my favorite places down there. Um, yeah, we, we just went, ate food, and hung out for a little bit, a couple hours, and then just drove back to Anchorage. So I definitely go back. Um, I still have friends that live there um, that are still very much part of the uh, community and go and visit when I can. But it's not often, but not for lack of Seward having appealing things. Actually, there's a new restaurant that I forgot what it's called, but I really want to try it. <laughs> It's got a really super cute theme. So, yeah, I, I definitely want to go back uh, this summer and go eat there while it's open. Yeah. So how – well, I guess real quick on, on the restaurants. So, yeah, one of the restaurants, I think it's like Apollo. Mm-hmm. What yep. is their theme? Is there Because it's like I went in there and it's like, okay, so this is Greek style and they're right. like serving pizza and yep. pasta. It's like I don't think you guys understand <laughs> – Right. So that, yeah, it definitely has kind of a Greek feel to it, but it is, they definitely have more um, Italian food, but they do have some Greek stuff on their menu too. Um, It's good. And I know that um, one of my um, parents, uh, friends, that's their friend's parents, sorry, that is their favorite place to go. Every time they go to Seward, they don't care about the other places. They just want to go get pizza at Apollo's. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, let's go for it. But yeah, like every time I go there, I'm like looking at the hoplite shield on the wall and I'm like, I am so pissed off right now. <laughs> I'm eating this calzone. It's <laughs> so funny. Bit of a purist. That's okay. <laughs> okay. So I guess with the, yeah. So I guess kind of going back to when you do go back, you know, you still do know people who are there. Is the population more or less like once you move there, you stay there, or is it kind of a transitory population? Oh, it's um, very much. Um, um, gosh, it's a really good. I would say it's a really good mix um, because again, you do have the Coast Guard who are going to be cycling out of there every two to three years. Um, And then, of course, you do have the population of people who are only there in the summertime um, for the tourist industry, for um, the fishing industry. There are charters, um, fishing charters that go out, uh, whale watching boats, um, not just whale watching, but wildlife in general. Kenai Fjords is really big um, for tourists. Not a big fan because I get seasick. Which is really funny because, I mean, I love the ocean, but I can't be on it for too long or I get nauseous. Huh, (laughs) but the the train wasn't an issue. No, not at all. Uh, I'm not really sure why. Um, Not at all. Um, But, yeah, as far as the population, I mean, there are definitely people who stay there for um, a long time. But, yeah, it fluctuates. I would say it's, I don't know. Like, officially, I don't know the answer, but I would just say that it cycles. But I would say it's about 50-50, probably. Gotcha. People that get there, and they're like, this is it. I'm staying here. And then, you know, if they're there for part-time work, then they're out, you know? Got it. So if you're, uh, let's just say, like, 10-year period. So you'd expect probably within that 10-year period to see, like, maybe a 50% cycle. Oh, yeah, half your friends are going to move. Okay, got (laughs) it. 100%. Got it, got it. 
Because, I mean, I know in Alaska, that's actually 50% is actually pretty high, like, or pretty low. I mean, usually we're looking closer to, like, 80, 90%. Like, same number of people who survive more than five years in real estate is the same as the number of people who end up staying in one spot in Alaska. I mean, listen, <laughs> I mean, I could be off on my numbers, but I'm going based off of the people that I knew. Just anecdotally, and, yeah. And, I mean... I mean, my community of people were mostly Coast Guard. Um, I did know some Alaskans um, that I had lived in other towns with that we both ended up at Seward at, in Seward at the same time. Um, one particular I know is still there. They bought some land and they started building. And um, yeah, so they're still there, I think. And actually some of the Coast Guard people I knew are still there too. They ended up getting out, purchasing, and sticking around, so... I mean, some people get there and they really love it. And they're like, yeah, this is it. This is it for me. Yeah. So if someone was going to go visit in Seward, like, let's say what would be, let's say, let's say like top three things. Top three things you would say they have to go do. Okay, if you don't get seasick, I would absolutely recommend <laughs> the Kenai Fjords tour. Um, absolutely the Sea Life Center. Um super cute they've done a really good job at maintaining and updating that facility it's beautiful um it's not going to be sea world but oh uh, no please don't go in there <laughs> thinking that you're about to go into the monterey bay aquarium um it is a small town um but they have some local guys in there when i say guys i'm talking about sea lions <laughs> there. Um, they have some local critters in there um but it's a really nice facility. The staff is amazing. Um, and by the way, getting to Seward, if you don't have to take a car, I would highly recommend taking the train. It's a beautiful trip all the way there. Um, you're going to see glaciers, random wildlife the whole time. Um, yeah. I mean, those are my favorite things as far as, like, activities to do. And honestly, like I said, going to the beach and um, – it really just depends on what you're into. Um, there are, like I said, there's a, some uh, historical buildings that you can just walk around. And there are actually some of them are hotels, so mm -hmm. you can check that out too, kind of like museum style. So, and then there's, um, I mean, food. <laughs> Those are. I'm just talking about my favorite stuff right now, but um, yeah, coffee, hundred percent. That coffee shop I mentioned. Cannot go wrong with that. Nope. If you got like an extra 500 bucks burning in a hole in your pocket, you can go buy some of the art too. <laughs> it's Yep, there you go. And like I said, the library is actually um, pretty cute to check out. Like I said, the little museum down there. And yeah, worth it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they also have the, the hardy ice fields that are like kind of right there in that area. I think you've got to drive like five, ten miles or so. But oh my I mean, gosh, I totally forgot. Yeah, you can just drive up to one of the and just. I mean, you got to walk a little bit. Don't think that you're gonna drive up and like kick a glacier. You're not doing that. But um, yeah, you can do that too. Such violence! What has a glacier ever done to you? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Could be like <laughs> a pat, a caress. No, go kick a glacier. <laughs> I don't know why that's the first thought, but. <laughs> I don't know, people are destructive. I feel like that. <laughs> don't don't kick glaciers. It's rude. <laughs> <laughs> they have feelings too. They do. I remember the the first time I went there because I mean I 
used to go to Seward like every quarter, just kind of unplug a little bit and like try to try to recharge. But I remember the first time I went up to the, do the Hardy Ice Fields, I thought like that first part where you just see it initially, like that's it and that's the end of the hike. So I turned around and went back oh. down. I was like, I have no idea why everyone was freaking out so much about the distance with the views. I was like, both of them were like, you know, meh. <laughs> I got back and realized it did like a maybe a third of the hike to the top. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the difference is once you get up there, I mean, you're up on a mountain and you can just see miles and miles worth of just ice. Yeah. I think one of the reasons that I actually forgot about that is because it is closed in the wintertime. And I mean, I wasn't going out of my way in the summertime to spend too much time around all the tourists because <laughs> yeah I just, I just not my favorite thing so I yeah in the wintertime it's closed I totally forgot about that all well, that that makes total sense all right so what are what are some cons of living in Seward I know we've talked about food but <laughs> <laughs> like honestly the restaurants closing um, there's a few that stay open you have to drive several hours if you want Taco Bell because the only fast food restaurant is Subway. That's it. Um, there's. Oh, yeah. They do have a Subway, don't there's they? There's a yeah. Subway. There is no McDonald's. There are no. I mean, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. It's Subway or nothing as far as fast food. Um, again, there are really great restaurants, but in the, um, in the wintertime, a lot of them close. A lot of the restaurants that are by the harbor end up closing. Um, they just don't make enough in the wintertime, or they make so much in the summertime that they don't need to be open in the wintertime. Um, I think the cost of staying open just doesn't make sense. Um, there are, I would say definitely, if you're not into big crowds, the summertime rush might be overwhelming sorry <laughs> the summertime rush might be uh might be a little bit overwhelming um and then again I, I know I mentioned it um sometimes the grocery store doesn't have what you're looking for <laughs> because yeah. people have come and this is more of a summertime problem and not so much the wintertime or there's a wintertime problem because there's something wrong with the road <laughs> in getting into Seward. So, I mean, there are ships and stuff, but, um, you know, a lot of stuff is driven up by truck. So you may have a you know, logistics problem as far as freight goes. But, um, and then delivery for <laughs> packages isn't as lovely. Um, yeah, I remember just the post office is, I mean, the people are so sweet at the post office, which isn't normally what you would think for <laughs> the United States Postal Service. No offense. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for that. But Our audience is exclusively United States Postal <laughs> Service. What are you doing? <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, I don't know why you're so unhappy, but let's go get some coffee and we'll talk about it. <laughs> um, but the ones in Seward, everybody was super friendly. I mean, maybe it's you know changed because it has been 10 years since I've lived there but um yeah that was one of the things is just like oh yeah we don't we don't ship there and that's kind of a Alaska issue too and not just a Seward issue 
Um, but the one thing that's nice is if your mail does go to the wrong box or you get someone else's, there's Facebook forums and pages where you can be like, hey, Susie, I got your mail, like, you know, or hey, you know, um, yeah, and you can just meet up and here's your mail. <laughs> or just, I mean, you could take it back, but at that point, you know, most of the people whose mail you're getting and I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't happen often, but if it does, it's easy to find the people who it belongs to. There would probably be a big bureaucratic process, too, where it has to go back to Anchorage, and then it gets sent back. So, yeah, just <laughs> I, save yeah, yourself the drama. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Lots of drama. Okay, so for somebody who's looking at going to Seward and getting some kind of a, a part-time summer gig... I know like the housing is always a concern with that. Are there any other things they should be thinking of that they probably haven't thought of yet? Are you okay with living uh, without running water? Oh, that's a thing. <laughs> because, well, if you're there working in the, there are places where you can go shower and do your laundry, um, but there's sometimes people, it not as, um, I don't know if it's as common in Seward as it was in Homer, but there's yurts everywhere, and people rent out the yurts and they stay in there. Um, I honestly don't know where people are living when they're there working in the summer. Um, sometimes, actually, there's a lot um, for the lodges and stuff. They do actually provide housing for their staff um, at like a discounted rate, but as far as just like seasonal work i don't know where people are living there so i i can't really help with that because <laughs> we were just year round um i know that there were times when we would have um someone stay with us um not just i mean obviously our family and friends would come and visit but like um there were times when you know if there was a guy that was coming in um we had a spare bedroom we would rent it out that was you know for short stints couple months here and there until they could find something but find a friend <laughs> is what i would recommend yeah, make if some you're friend. just wanting to work there for the summertime find a friend yeah make some friends quick <laughs> yeah outstanding okay so are there is there anything about seward that you would like to talk about that we haven't talked about yet um i don't know I think I've got it pretty much covered. Um, oh, actually, schools. Uh, what are the schools like there? Okay. Um, I actually have heard that they're pretty great. Um, but <laughs> You didn't believe mine, in, in schools for Shane? <laughs> well, my son was only two and a half at the time. Okay. So the things that we were involved in were fantastic. There was a um, – I know I mentioned the library a couple times, but there was um, like a mommy and me or – whatever parent and kid event that they would do um and the kids would all just play so um yeah as far as schools my son was not old enough to be in school yet but um but there were activities that were you know in the community that the kids could do that was um pretty cool but it seems like um even the staff and the teachers at the school really care about the kids I've seen stuff on Facebook from friends that still live in the community um, they really care and it shows 
and they've stepped up in ways that are <laughs> pretty incredible. I won't. You can do your own research, but <laughs> from what I hear, uh, the schools and the teachers and stuff are, are pretty great. Outstanding. All right. Well, Heather, I really do appreciate you t taking the time to kind of share your experiences and you know everything that uh, was like living over in Seward. Um, I'm sure this is all anyone will ever need to know. Yep, yeah, that's it. <laughs> this is the extent of it. <laughs> so I, I do appreciate you sharing that. And um, everyone else, thank you very much for listening. And uh, nothing else, go visit Seward sometime.